What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book. You only need to ask one question. What's the spread? Welcome in. What's the spread? We are off and running, my friend, for another weekend of college football and NFL. Uh, One thing about the college football slate this weekend is that there's not much to look at. Oh, uh, is COVID gonna, sucks. Is going to be your first thought. COVID and then, sucks. I mean, on top of that, uh, you know, yeah, COVID sucks. I COVID mean, that's, sucks. that's pretty Took much away it. Some, I don't even think it was marquee matchups that I was too worried about. It was just more more variety, more to choose from. Yeah. Sometimes when you have limited variety to choose from, you're like, well, this sucks. Right. I want to be able to click through a bunch of channels. Bama uh, not playing, Ohio State not playing. I believe Clemson's not playing, right? I don't even think they have a game. No, I think they're not going to buy. Yeah. So we got the three best teams in the country, in my opinion, uh, not, <laughs> not, not playing. playing on Saturday. Um, let's get into it, my friend. Uh, okay. we, we, we do have Saturday Night Football, and uh, it is a Big Ten showcase, if you want to call it that. Number 13, Wisconsin, getting back to action after a hiatus. They are four and a half point favorites at Michigan. Who do we like in this matchup? Even though Wisconsin has not played a competitive game of football since October 23rd, I'm going to take Wisconsin minus four and a half. I am also taking Wisconsin minus four and a half, Brad. I mean, last week we went with Michigan uh, minus three at, at Indiana. And, and Indiana, for the first time in school history, uh, beats Michigan and Penn State in the same season. For the first time since 1987, they beat Michigan. Wow. Okay, so having that said, yes, there wasn't even a lot in that Indiana game that made me believe I could put any kind of money on Michigan no. and be confident in it. Now, they allowed 460 yards. Yeah. Joe Milton threw two picks. Two picks late in the game, yeah. but they still had a chance to win. Yes. That's what really concerned me, is that it wasn't even early. Milton actually got into a pretty good rhythm, yes. and then he just started making horrible throws in the second half. I was watching the game, and I was like, this can't be real. Like, this I can't know. really be I happening. I, I, I really couldn't even see what was unfolding in front of my eyes. But let me tell you this. Michigan, if they lose this game, falls to one and three and don't think it can happen. I don't care about the hiatus. We've seen good teams like Cincinnati yep. take a two or three week hiatus, come back and just dominate, dominate yeah. because they're a good team. Wisconsin is going to come in here. I think they cover the four and a half. I think they easily win. I think that this is going to be a game where Wisconsin is going to pull away in the fourth quarter. Uh, another thing I wanted to note though. Yes. And this was the only reason that I was even considering picking Michigan early on. They opened as a one-point favorite. Yep. And I'm thinking to myself, what is Vegas thinking here? Is it because of COVID? Is it because, because of there's no idea history? if Mertz or um, who's the backup uh, or Wolf are going to play? Yeah. So, uh, which is fair. Uh, there's going to be a lot of question marks for Wisconsin, though. Uh, yes. You know, n- not just the injuries or who's starting where or, I, I mean, have they been training? Have have they kept up to speed? I mean, the opening line concerns me, but the line movement doesn't concern me as much because I think about it this way. Vegas sets the line with their expectations, but then it's getting obliterated to where I wouldn't be surprised if we end up getting value at four and a half when this line gets all the way to five and a half, right? I don't mind. I don't. I don't mind that because yeah. I think it's going to get obliterated. Five and a half, or even six by game time. My like, God, I think a lot of people are seeing the same thing we are, and uh, it's not much for Michigan. No, five and one against the spread in their last five conference games is Wisconsin. Like that, uh, Michigan. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say this on the record. I got into a whirlwind of statistics last year, <clears throat> last week, and one thing I need to stop doing is justifying statistics versus for bad teams. 
like a team who gets embarrassed, I say, well, before that game, they were 5-0 and against the spread as the favorite. And I need to put more stock into that one game because that one game starts the new streak. I like that, yeah. What have you done for me lately? Yes. Uh, and also, think back to last year, folks. Wisconsin laid the smackdown on Michigan last year. And Michigan yep. was a good football team yes. last year. Wisconsin came in there and just completely outclassed and outmatched them. Uh, not saying that's going to happen this year, but again, I just don't have any confidence that Michigan can win the game. It, it There's just, no one position where I say uh, Michigan has the advantage. Yep, very well said. Great point. I mean, really, I think that Wisconsin matches up all over the field. Yes. All right, enough of that. What's next? Next, we have Arkansas Razorbacks getting seven and a half points, traveling out to the Florida Gators. 17 and a half. 17 and a half points, getting another night game here, Miles. I'll say my pick right away. Yeah. Arkansas plus Arkansas plus 17 and a half. Come on, people. Only team to be 6-0 against the spread. They're on fire. They're a covering machine. Florida's in a letdown spot. It's 17 and a half. Florida's had the biggest game of their season. Even if Florida wins, it's going to be by 14 or less. Felipe Franks coming in in the second half last uh, week, and not only did they cover, they beat Tennessee 24-13. Shut them out in the <laughs> second half. Out. Franks throws for three touchdowns and 200 God. yards. Florida, as impressive as they looked in that Georgia game, and they did. They look like one of the best teams in the country right now. 17.5 is way too many points for a team that is a covering machine right now in the Arkansas we Razorbacks. Always, we, I was like digging in, and I was like, why is Arkansas always covering? Because they're getting out, they're getting... Um, underrated against worse opponents, and then they're getting huge spreads. This is almost a 20-point yeah. spread. Guys, Florida could be up by 24 in the fourth quarter, and Arkansas could get a touchdown to get yes. the backdoor cover. I mean, even if this moves to 17, if it's 16.5, is it a different story? Kind of. It, it, it is. But, but the fact that it's a three-score spread, that's what stood out to me. I'm like, taking this at 17. I fully expect the Gators to win this game. Yes. But 17.5 points? Not a chance. Um, I just wanted to highlight Grant Morgan. He will be the difference maker in this match to keep it from being like that 48-point deficit. This guy is all over the field, uh, leading ta- leading uh, Arkansas in tackles. Watch this film. Great player. You know, he's one of those guys who stands out on film, and you have no idea who he is. He's just all over the field, like a, like, like a Luke Keekley. All over the field, and people don't realize who Luke Keekley was until, you know, he started getting that major recognition. I think Grant Williams is the same kind of guy, you know? He's on a, a an okay team. Arkansas defense leading the country in interceptions right now, and Trask made a lot of questionable throws. Yes. Uh, as good of a game as he had, guys. It was the best game of his career, but man, he, he, he made a few throws in that game. I was like, what is he doing? Uh, Arkansas's defense has that ability to get those plays, and again, that's why they're covering, yes. right? Because they have that ability to get those one or two plays. But they had a, a pick that keep six them last around. game. Yeah, that that can keep them hanging around. Yep. Uh, and that's exactly what I see happening here. All right, up next we have, uh, for the second week in a row, we're going to cover the number 11 Oregon Ducks. Same spread as they had against Stanford last week. Minus 10 at Washington State, a 7 o'clock game. Oregon easily covered the spread easily. last weekend. Who do you like this time? I'm going with the Oregon Ducks, minus 10, a lot, a lot to cover, especially how tight this matchup normally is, especially the matchup where the underdog, the home underdog is 5-2 and two in the spread. But it's to me, it's the battle of the programs and battle of the quarterbacks. When I was looking at, sorry, I'm going to mispronounce it, Tyler Saw, he brings a different kind of vibe to the Oregon team than um, than true freshman Jaden Delara. So I think Delara is way more talented in terms of his arm 
Um, but I think Tyler Saul is not a running quarterback, but runs when it's there. When you have yeah. Delara, it's kind of like, I'm going to run because I don't want to make the bad throw. This kid can make throws all over the field, but there were so many times when they played um, Oregon State where he was just throwing the ball in double coverage and getting bailed out. You do that against Oregon, they're picking the ball. They're going to punish you. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to for, uh, for me as well. Uh, Washington State against Oregon State is a different story. Yes. The reason I put, that I picked this game, Brad, is because I'm very confident in what Oregon is doing right now. I'm, and I'm, I think that they can sneak in back-to-back easy covers here to start the season before the spreads start getting unmanned. Yes. And, and, and right now, I'm just talking about it from a Vegas perspective. Not only was I impressed with the way the Oregon looked last week, not only do I think that Oregon is by far the best team in the Pac-12, even after just one game. Yes. We already talked about their program. I think they're the best program and the best team, and I think that the way that USC struggled, I don't know why Ugh. we were even considering USC, not us, but the national the, media, yes. always <laughs> wanting to cover USC. People, USC and any uh, any program in the Pac-12 is nowhere near the level that Oregon is from a recruiting standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, facilities, culture, all of it. Oregon is head and above the rest of the conference right Listen, now. Listen, this quarterback last week, not even in an attempt to make this a running game, he averaged 7.7 carries per, per yards per carry because he was seeing this massive hole with his receiver being sent deep because he has a good arm. Oh, let me just go and pick up 20 yards right here. Right. And that efficiency on offense is what I really like. Yes. And then I also really like how the defense made adjustments. CJ Verdell, good running back too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, we knew that uh, the Stanford offense was going to be able to put up some resistance, yes. and they kept it close in the first half. But this Oregon defense, once they make their adjustments, really hard to score points on. Yeah, oh my God, this is a really talented group. They're they're just well coached. I was really impressed, and I know that not a lot of people were watching the Oregon game. And I'll I'll, I'll be honest, I had to go back and watch it because I was watching Ohio State, and I was yeah, watching I, I went back and watched the Oregon game. Uh, Notre Dame and, and, and I was okay with going back and watching the Oregon game. Um. You fast forward the game and you put it on uh, 1X and then go through commercials. You literally could watch the entire football game in 30 minutes mm-hmm. or less. Yeah, and they, they looked good. <clears throat> they looked good. And again, I think it's back-to-back easy covers. All right, what's next? Next, we have number nine Miami against Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, a two-point favorite. This is a matchup I'm excited to see. We have Derek King versus Hendon Hooker. Yep. And uh, who you got? All right, so... Uh, you and I were talking in our college football playoff ranking show, so you know where I'm sitting with Miami right now. Uh, I'm a lot higher on the Canes than a lot of people, and with a plus two spread here, I'm liking it with the way that De'Ari King is playing right now. I'm going with Miami. Miles, I love the way he's playing. The one thing that Miami has going against them is they're so banged up, especially their offensive line, where... They're going to put themselves in vulnerable situations. It's going to be on Derek King the entire time. Yeah. <clears throat> I believe it will be. that the combination of Hendon Hooker and um, Khalil Herbert, if they are both playing, I heard rumors that Herbert might be out, they're, it's going to be too much for Miami to stop. There's something to said of why Vegas is giving a top 10 opponent points versus an unranked opponent. Because they, they equated for... The injuries that Miami's having. And Miami is a good football team who's not healthy. And I'm going to take advantage of that. Miami, 1-4 against the spread in their last five road games. But what I really love about this, Virginia Tech, their last six home games, 5-1 against the spread. And 
as and the favorite in this matchup is five and one against the spread in the last six meetings. Listen, Virginia Tech lost last week to Liberty, but let me tell you something. Virginia Tech had no business being a 17 and a half point favorite. I think it dropped down to 16 and a half before game time. They didn't have any business being that big of a favorite, but did they have business losing by three to Liberty? No. And allowing all the yards that they did and all the easy points that they did? I also think that a lot of that mentality of when you're such a heavy favorite and you get smacked in the jaw a little bit. It could catch up to you. It kind of changes the complexion of how you play the game. I think this is going to be a close game. Yeah, I do too. I think Virginia Tech wins the game by three. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I'll tell you right now, Brad. I think whoever has the ball last wins the game. Um, if but I, I'm gonna, you know, I would feel a lot more comfortable with Derry King having the ball. Uh, Hooker and uh, Herbert have been great in that offense, especially in the running game. Hooker has really come on this season uh, as a quarterback in his own right. But man, Brad King is balling right now. The problem for me, um, with you know, with offensive line or not, yeah. The problem with me with Miami, so. Okay, let me just frame this up because it's going to make a little bit more sense from of why I feel comfortable with easy, either either standpoint. Mm-hmm. So you have Miami, who's allowing um, 143 rush yards per game. These are approximations. And then you have um, Virginia Tech, who's allowing 200 rush yards per game. The teams that Virginia Tech are playing when they're running the ball are, 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 are teams that are doing well and designed run plays. With Miami, their offensive line is not allowing them to do well in design run plays. Cam Harris is struggling to run the ball behind that 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 um, offensive line, and then when Derek King has designed run plays, he's he's having trouble getting three yards. It's the broken plays. Yeah, that's where I understand where he is a difference maker. Where I think he can go ahead and win the game. But if I have to take it basically off of what I saw from Miami last week, what I saw, how I felt of the loss that Virginia Tech had. I think it's a good bounce back spot in a conference game. Losing non-conference games suck. But what do you want to do more after you lose a non-conference game? You want to go smack up on a ranked team as an unranked team and I look for it to be a high-scoring game where like you said team with the ball has it last but give me give me the favorite here, give me the home team. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of the more uh, fun games of the weekend, uh no doubt about it. All right. We're going to go ahead and uh, own our picks. Uh, that underdog last week was horrendous. We got spanked. Uh, not <laughs> sure where or what or how or why Michigan State was doing anything. Yeah. Um, was- but what the hell happened to the Spartans? I mean, is Michigan just that horrible? I, I mean, is Michigan worse than I thought? Because we're not even talking about the fact that Michigan State couldn't cover the plus seven. No. They lost 49 to seven. They I didn't think, do the final anything on offense. They couldn't stop anything. I was just talking about how good Lombardi was. Yeah. And I was talking about how Kirk Ferentz's time in Iowa was winding down. He had yeah. something to say about that. He, he said, shut up. What's the uh, spread? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're going to go ahead and own our picks. Uh, yes. Let's go ahead and get back on track. Who's your underdog of the week? So I have an underdog of the week that I like um, solely off of. Let's see if this program has turned it around. I think it's a good team versus a bad team. Or a team teams going in opposite directions. Let's call it that. I'm going with Colorado plus seven versus Stanford. Carl, D- Carl Doral, his first year as head coach of the Buffaloes, had them look very impressive last week where they were, what, a 13-point underdog? Mm-hmm. Give it to me, baby. I like that pick. Uh, I'm going to stick to the ACC. Uh, I'm going with Louisville plus four over Virginia. Uh, Virginia coming off that huge win last week against North Carolina. But all the reasons that I picked North Carolina last week, 
are the same reasons that I'm picking Louisville to upset Virginia yeah. here. Virginia has no defense, and I feel like that the way that Malik Cunningham is playing right now, and we've talked about him a little bit yes, this year. We have. Um, Louisville has been able to stay in a lot of these games. Don't forget their 12-7 game against Notre Dame. Yep. Um, they've proven that they can show up. They've also proven that, that they can uh, compete in a, in a shootout. Um, so I like Louisville to upset Virginia here. I'm, I'm liking plus four. All right, before we go ahead and get into our NFL picks, let's go ahead and break for our sponsors. Hey, Miles, you know be pretty cool? If there's a social media app just for sports. You know, Brad, I was just thinking that. Like a social media app where there's a feed, where you can post about your picks, see what others are saying about the game, and you know how I love to see how the lines move throughout the week. Well, you're in luck. Vigit is the best social media platform just for sports. When you download Vigit, Use promo code SPREAD and create your account today. NFL, my friend, I feel like that we are just talking about the same teams week in and week out. So and many bad teams in the NFL, though. I don't want to talk about these trash teams. I want to talk right. about the fun, good exactly. teams. And, and there is a reason that yes. we keep bringing up these teams because Goodness. not only are they fun to talk God. about, they're the best teams in the league, and they always have the most fun spreads. Yes. Now, does that mean that we're going to take our lumps a couple of times? Yes. Yes. Let's go ahead and start with the Buffalo Bills and the Arizona Cardinals, two teams that we have been on opposite sides of. I feel like you and me have consistently bet against the Bills. Yes. And we've consistently bet for the Cardinals. Yes. All right. So now everything comes to a head. Who are we going to pick? The Cardinals minus two and a half uh, here at home. Last week, we got burned by the Bills. They score 44 on Seattle. Yes. Josh Allen had the best game of his career. Where the hell did that come from? Um, and But keep in mind, the Seahawks still almost came back in that game. Yes. They, still, they lost by 10. Whatever. I'll take my loss. Same. I took my L for misjudging that Seattle <laughs> yeah. defense. I pick against the Bills every single week, and they've proved me wrong twice, but I'm not going to start picking them now. I'm going to stick with the Arizona Cardinals here, minus two and a half. Coming off that loss against the Dolphins, yes. the Tua Kyler matchup was a dream, especially for college football fans, but... Give me this Arizona offense. I just feel like, Brad, they've been more consistent. More consistent. I'm taking Arizona minus two and a half. Kyler Murray, 2,136 yards to the air. Another 512 on the ground. Dude is balling. Listen, this man has 24 total touchdowns. He's a touchdown machine. And listen, I like my chances with Arizona in a shootout over Seattle because Seattle's defense is just so awful. Yeah. Arizona brings a little bit more punch to it. They're playing good. They're 3-1-1 one, and one against the spread versus teams winning record. Well, and uh, Arizona covered against Seattle too. We're yes, about they did. Both teams that went toe-to-toe with Seattle. Yes. The Bills came away with the win. The Cardinals almost came away with the win. These are two very good teams. But also, it's the consistency in Kyle Murray. I, I don't know which Josh Allen is going to show up for the Buffalo Bills week in and week out. It's... And we've said this before. It's the turnover Josh Allen yeah. or the future MVP Josh Allen. And what is it? It's Don't tell me it's game plan because it's not game plan. Is it personality? Is it youth? Is it exuberance? What is it that makes him so inconsistent? Because it's not like a Jameis Winston inconsistency. Like Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston can have an amazing game, but he'll have inconsistent moments in every single game. Yeah. Josh Allen can have a flawless game, like and in a game week. where he is brutally inconsistent. Yeah. All right. What's next? Next, we are going to have the Seattle Seahawks. I feel like we talk about them, all right? Uh, <laughs> traveling to the Los Angeles Rams. Yes. The Rams are a one and a half point favorite. I'm taking the Rams. I'll be short and sweet with here. The Los Angeles Rams lead, or they're second in the NFL with most yards per game. They suck at punching in the end zone, only only averaging 24.1 points per game. But listen, 
when a team who's averaging 405 yards per game is playing a team who just can't stop anybody, go ahead and give me the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, there's a reason that the Rams are the favorite here. I think that Sean McVay is going to be able to put together a game plan that's really going to exploit the Seattle defense, and that scares the hell out of me. Uh, I don't want to get burned by the Seahawks two weeks in a row, but I'm going with Seattle here. And oh, man. A lot of that for me is... I'm going to pick offense over defense. And I know that, that you mentioned the numbers for the Rams. Um, I just, again, I just have more confidence in Russell Wilson to go out there and win me the game than I do Jared Goff. That's totally fair. Than I do as the Rams. And listen, it terrifies me betting on Goff. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a one and a half point spread, right? So this is essentially a money line. And yes. again, I, I think McVay is going to put together a really good game plan. He's going to have the Rams ready to play. But here's the thing, guys. What, Rams are 5-3 and three against the spread as well as, as, well the, as Seahawks. the Seahawks. So. And the Seahawks are 5-3 and three against the spread with the worst defense in the entire league. <laughs> and they are still 5-3 and three against the spread. So Russell Wilson crazy? is amazing. I am sticking on the Seattle train. I really hope the Seahawks don't burn me two weeks in a row because, Brad, I will tell you right now, I never mind having a cold take or a bad take on this podcast because we have plenty of good ones. Yes. But what I can't stand is getting burned by a team two weeks in a row. Especially a good team. Yes. I That I just cannot forgive myself for. It's one of the biggest reasons why I took Wisconsin to open the show because I'm not going to get burned by the Wolverines in back-to-back no. weeks by picking them. <laughs> But there is nothing that bothers me more than getting burned by a team two weeks in a row. We'll see if it happens. I'm very curious. I'm very not. No, I am surprised you took the Rams. Uh, but the way that the Seahawks defense has been playing, how can, how can I be surprised? I, yeah, how can I not take them? All right, moving on. We got the Los Angeles Chargers and the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are two and a half point favorites here. Uh, never did I think we would be on our third week in a row talking about the Miami Dolphins. But give it up. Two attack. Two attack of Viola. Not only. In his second career start, duels Kyler Murray. Yes, outduels out Kyler Murray on the road. Oh that my the game, God. kid! Tua, welcome, welcome to the league. And not only Tua Tagovailoa because he's been good, but guys, Justin Herbert's been a really good NFL yes. quarterback this Very year. Very good the NFL Chargers quarterback. Chargers have been in. Every game that they're playing. Yes. I mean, they've been down to the wire. It was a heartbreaker last week. There's a reason that the Dolphins are, that it's such a small spread. But Brad, I'm going with Tua. <laughs> I'm loving that Los Angeles has to come from Los Angeles to Miami. So yes. I'm, I'm liking the travel. Miami absolutely destroyed the Rams when they came into town a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, I, I think the Chargers have a better quarterback. But at only a two and a half point spread, I'm not going to pick against Tua at home. That's where I'm at. You think this L.A. team's not going to check out the scene in Miami when they're down here? They 100% are. They're going to have some of those Miami Cuban sandwiches and cocktails. I'm going with the Dolphins as well. Listen, you said it. Herbert's having a season. Over 2,000 yards this season. But the Chargers defense, with all of the injuries and the players sitting out due to COVID, is just not what it is. We can't blame any of these comeback losses on the Chargers offense. We can't blame it on Justin Herbert. Yeah. It's just their defense stinks. Miami's defense has been playing lights out, and now they got a weapon who's not turning the ball over. I mean, he had that that his first pass was a strip sack fumble, but Tua's just got the advantage. He's, and, he's and, it. And, yeah. And, and, and that that is what you need as an NFL quarterback yes. uh, right now. I'm not going to say that Herbert doesn't have it because he's been really good. Yeah. But there's a reason, guys. There's a reason the Chargers are two and six. Uh, and and I know. I mean, Her- Herbert's been starting since week two, right? Yeah. I mean, so 
what, he's one and six as a starter? Listen, in the NFL, you can play well, but it comes down to the W's. Are you winning football games? I mean, as as well as Joe Burrow's playing, he's got to find a way to get some W's too. Yes. Uh, it's just too, it has that that something. And, and it also helps that, you know, when you have a defense who's making life easier. Well, and the, the Dolphins as a team are just, they're playing for him right now. And it's yeah. not to say that they weren't doing that with Fitzpatrick. But guys, Fitzpatrick, um, who would you rather have driving down the field in the fourth quarter? Even right now, yeah. you'd rather have Tua. Tua. Uh, that's what it comes down to. This is what they said about Tua. After Tua's first uh, first game, they were shocked to see the guys who were celebrating him the most were the defensive players because that just shows you the impact he has on a team. Of course, the offensive players are going to celebrate their quarterback. They're right. going to war with them. <laughs> it's the defensive guys who don't spend 90% of the practice with him. These guys are playing hard for Tua. Yeah. Rallying around him. Yes. Really good to see. All right, so we're both with the Dolphins. All right, for this last game, I'm very frustrated because I had no idea who to pick when you said this to me. <laughs> we got the Houston Texans and the Cleveland Browns, a 1 o'clock p.m. kickoff. The Browns, three-point favorites. I have to know who you like. I'm going with the Browns. This is going to be another situation where America is going to go ahead and load up their little bank accounts, load up their fan duels, their DraftKings. <laughs> They're going to tell their their best friend Joe uh-huh. that this is the week the Texans get it done. Oh, Baker's yeah. going to go out there and he's going to throw two picks. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the same story where the Texans can't move the ball and then they're going to have to wait till the end of the game to try to mount a comeback and they're still going to lose by 10 points. They are 1 and 7 against the spread, Miles. They are 2 and 6. I mean, they're one and seven this year. They're two and six against the spread. With this team, they can't protect their quarterback. They can't run the ball. Oh, let's make it worse for them. David Johnson might not even play. What was the what was the ailment for for the Browns over these past couple games? They couldn't get the run game going. Well, now why not make uh, Kareem Hunt's life a little bit easier and activate Nick Chubb? Make Baker's life a little bit easier and run the ball more. Don't have Baker win you the games. Have Miles Garrett win you the games. And you better believe, as bad as that Texans offensive line is, Miles Garrett is getting to the quarterback. You said it well, man. I mean, I'm also going with the Browns, minus three. And, and, and it's more so with the fact that I just, I'm not betting on the Texans. Because, no. again, it, it's like you said, are the Texans going to get it done this this week? So, someone put it really well in a couple articles that I was reading. And I forgot who it was, but he pointed out and he said, oh, the Texans, um... Under Romeo Cornell, they're playing a lot better. They're two and two. Their two wins are against the Jaguars, so they're they're still they're playing. It's a dumpster fire. Note: um, I'm still thinking about the game where the Texans took the Titans to overtime, and they proved that uh, in a shootout they can keep up. Yes, but here's the thing: the Browns seem to be playing well when they can score points. Right? That yeah. seems to make sense. I mean, okay, so I I just wanted to pull up the reason why I was even considering the Texans in the first. Okay, place. The, the Browns the last three games. The Steelers, they lost 38-7. to That was more of a mental thing. Yes. Steelers can't win in Pittsburgh. Next game, they beat the Bengals, 37-34. Bengals should have won that game. Yes, they should have. Burrow should have won that game. Should have won. But the, the, the Browns give it to them, found a way to win. But then, the very next week, they lose to the Raiders 16-6 to yes. at home in the rain. But what happened? Why? They couldn't get, <clears throat> they couldn't get a run game going, and Baker couldn't complete a pass. Yeah. See, this is the thing. It's like which Baker shows up or which, but but that's the good thing is 
the Texans are bad all around. Exactly. And that's why I ended up putting all of my faith into the Browns. And then, <laughs> now now that I'm on the Browns minus three, I'm actually feeling really fortunate that it's not higher. Yes. Uh, minus three is a really good spot to be. Uh, it's essentially a money line, as we say. Really, all, uh, all four of these spreads we're talking yes. about are under three points. So we got a lot of competitive games this weekend. Uh, but I like the Browns as well. Sad I don't have a game of the week um, in the NFL, which is sad. But it is my favorite spot to be on from a financial standpoint. Yes, sir. All right. That's all she wrote. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to What's the Spread? Be sure to download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or however else you get your podcast. Best of luck this week.